I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Garrett Stroud on the line, and he is the Head of Business Development over at MobiPay. Garrett, welcome to the show. Adam, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at MobiPay and uh, how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Well, I was uh, probably seven or eight years old. I was at Toys R Us, and it was the first time I remember seeing a price sticker on something, and I didn't understand why I couldn't just have it. And so my grandmother politely explained to me that I needed to have money in order to acquire <laughs> that object. And the next day, I was in business. Uh, from then on, I would ask everyone that I came across if they had anything that I could do uh, for a job that they wanted to pay me to do. And it got to the point where people would offered to pay me to stop asking them if I could do work for them. Uh, from there, I uh, just kind of caught that bug. I, I've always been a hard worker. Um, parents instilled the, uh, the value of a hard day's work for uh, fair pay. And from there, uh, pretty much any job you can think of, fast food is uh, in my teens, and then obviously going to college, um, graduated from there, and uh, moved abroad, so at that point I was uh, I was uh, taking my psychology degree and I was uh, traveling the world with it. I didn't know at the time, but what I was really doing was acquiring a, a PhD in, in, in people and uh, the, the behaviors behind why we do what we do, and that has served my purpose pretty much every day since, uh, and uh, it's just been, uh, it's been a fascinating to spend my time. Uh, seeing what I can do to benefit them. Um, what really sort of ignited my fire and kind of gave me a foundation for how I feel about business in general is uh, there's a movie that came out in 2004 called Layer Cake. And one of the quotes in the movie says, the, the art of good business is being a good middleman, putting people together. And, and I found that fascinating. So if you can connect people that have mutual needs or mutual wants you're that bridge, then you're always going to be in need. You're always going to be somebody that can provide value for one or more people. And, and that's really the foundation of, of how I try to go about conducting my business every day. And I find that very rewarding. Man, that's awesome. Um, and I and what I like about your background, just your over your overall outlook, is a lot of people, you know, they um, kind of consider, you know, sales and business development. They they don't know if that's really the right field for them. But to me, um, sales and the business development, it all it all boils down to how you're providing value for an exchange of goods. I mean, you're exchanging goods, whatever that be a service or product, um, for for money. I mean, that that's the way it works at, at its basics. Um, that being said, there's some younger uh, audience that are listening that are, you know, further behind. Maybe they're just getting started. They're not quite as advanced in their careers as you are. Um, what kind of advice would you give to those new, um, those new entrepreneurs and or people that are just starting out their career on what a career in sales looks like and providing value? Well, I think when it comes to what we do individually to 
pursue success. I, I don't think we're actually pursuing that as a word. I think what we're doing is we're trying to pursue a, a greater quality of life, uh, living life on our terms. Um, one of my favorite authors and life coaches, who I, I won't plug here because he's already a billionaire, he doesn't need my plug, uh, says, you know, what does an extraordinary life look like for you today? Not five years from now, not 10 years from now, but what does that look like today? And there's two factors behind that that I would encourage anyone to embrace. You know, the science of achievement is the first one. So know what you want. What is your vision? Know why you want it. Uh, be productive as opposed to being busy. There's, there's several different elements to, uh, to the science of achievement, but that's the foundation of it. And then more importantly even is the art of fulfillment. So I know people that are very successful financially that just aren't as happy as I would assume they be, or you read about somebody that's rich and famous, and for whatever reason, they're still not happy. So that art of fulfillment is, is really key to it because it's about finding joy in whatever life brings and harnessing the power to understand and appreciate and enjoy our lives at uh, deepest level, no matter the circumstance. You know, what you have and, and what you're able to acquire and what you're able to give back uh, make sure that it's something that you find very fulfilling. And if it's not, then then pivot and do something differently. Um, the other half of that I would say to someone, and then I wish someone had told me this, is that, you know, our personal reputations, our professional credibility, and the career experience and the skill sets that we're building today will inevitably be just as vital 10 years from now to the day uh, especially in the information age, because everything that we're doing is out there. And once it's on the Internet or once it's out there in social media, it, it exists forever. And I think that's one thing that uh, the younger generation often fails to consider is, is the permanence of that and how you know, what we do and how we interact and, and how people know us as, as, uh, you know, on a personal level and, and more so even on a professional level. It's very critical that we think about that. I, I kind of think about that, that reputation management by credit report. Right? So it's very important that from day one uh, you develop good practices so that you always have that credit where you can say, look, here's how I do business, here's how I interact with people, uh, and, and you know that's there. That's there for someone to verify. And I think that's becoming increasingly important is that we have that and we're able to show that. That's awesome. Um, let's switch it up a bit, Garrett. I want to get into what you're doing over at uh, MobiPay. So first, tell me a little bit more about the company, please. Well, I think with anybody in the, the blockchain or crypto space, all of these projects, it's, it's all about the quest for the killer app. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that means, but essentially that is the app that's going to bring about blockchain and digital currency into mass adoption, advance that mass adoption. So with MobiPay, uh, what we're able to do is we're able to spend and send fiat currency, which is cash of any country's uh, legal tender, or digital currency in a matter of seconds anywhere in the world. And with that, it's really in line with what blockchain principle is doing, is, is disrupting the legacy institutions and removing these intermediaries that don't need to be involved in uh, in exchanges of goods or services between people when there's no reason for them to, quote-unquote, get a cut. And so it's very exciting as a, as a work in blockchain because it's, it's so fast-paced and so moving. And what we're working on right now, I, I think, takes everything that exists today in mobile payments and takes it right to the next 
level. So I couldn't be uh, prouder to be part of my team where we're looking at a launch in February of 2020. We're in our final sprint right now. And uh, I think we're going to uh, really turn some heads when we do launch. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. And I definitely want you back on the show in February to uh, to uh, talk about that launch. That's awesome. Um, and I know what you're doing is no small feat. And you do have a unique vantage point because you're trying to advance the entire uh, industry with your concept. And it does make sense, like the killer athlete you mentioned. Um, that being said, uh, you know, based on your vantage point, there's a lot of trends going on. Are there any kind of trends in general that you like comment on in your space? Well, I think more so than just our space is if you look back, uh, Adobe Analytics just posted their numbers on, on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And Cyber Monday was actually bigger than Black Friday for the first time. Uh, U.S. shoppers spent a record-breaking $9.4 billion on Cyber Monday deals as opposed to $7.4 billion on Black Friday. That Cyber Monday was up 19% last year. And... Uh, you know, it just shows you that mobile payments are are increasing. Uh, Adobe found that 33% of purchases were made on mobile devices this year, which is a considerable jump. And I think it's interesting because in other countries, for instance, China, you can't even spend cash in the wet markets anymore. Uh, everything is mobile payments. Uh, there was nearly $29 trillion, believe it or not, of total mobile payments uh, throughout uh, China in 2018. And so everyone's using that, but very seldom, I, I find, you actually see somebody, you know, in a retail location out in public uh, using their phones uh, to make payments. You know, you have Apple Pay, a uh, little bit of uh, Samsung Pay, Google Pay, et cetera. But most of the time people are shopping on their phones at home, and I think that that's one thing we're going to start to see is that, that usage of mobile payment in public. And, and when we were able to do that, um, you know, I think it's going to make a huge difference, and I think that the businesses that are aligned to capture uh, those consumers, which MobiPay most certainly is, uh, are going to see exponential growth in a very short period of time. That's so interesting you say that because I fall into that demographic on multiple levels. So number one, I uh, first off, I uh, I was that I was that person that thought about Black Friday and I was like, nah, I'll just wait till Cyber Monday. I'll buy my computer then. And then I and then I was that person that thought about going to the laptop, getting the old laptop out to make the purchase. And then I was like, ah, I buy everything else on my phone on Amazon anyway. Let me just grab my phone and see if I can find it. And I literally it was so seamless. I was sitting there like doing something completely different and it took me I don't know um, all of five minutes to make a you know I bought a computer it wasn't a necessarily a cheap purchase right and I didn't even think about it twice and it was done um, so I fall in the demographic there and then I fall in the demographic for the, the phone for how we design our content 78% of our downloads come from uh, come from mobile uh, is, is our, our analytics, and most of that is going to be on the Apple iTunes Store um, and, and using an Apple device. So we know what kind of content and what, what our listeners are listening on, so that's what we create content around and uh, make it easy for them to use there. So I, I love what you said about the overall trend in, in mobile and also payment in general, because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, I mean, you got me on, like, two or three different levels there. Spot on, Garrett. Um, so if somebody is listening to this right now, Garrett, and they want, I know you're not launching, I believe, until February, which will be back on the show, of course, then, but if somebody wants information now on MobiPay, what's the best way for them to get any info on it? So you can find us at MobiPay.io, that's 
M-O-B-I-E-P-A-Y dot I-O. And you can actually sign up for our web wallet. So our web wallet is live as of now. I actually sent you, if you'll uh, look in your email, I sent you some digital currency earlier. I sent you a 1,000 of our Moby coins. Now, when I sent that on our, through our platform, that took less than two seconds. So we built MobyPay on the Stellar blockchain. However, we're blockchain agnostic. So I'm able to send Bitcoin, Ethereum, Stellar. I can send uh, fiat currency, again, cash, uh, euros, USD, in less than two seconds. So when you go open your email, you'll find that I've actually sent you some digital currency. We're able to right now, for anyone that wants to sign up and it's free, give you $10 in Mobi coin. It takes about a minute and a half or two minutes. And then you can actually see and start to use the wallet uh, where you can send peer-to-peer payments, uh, be able to start using that to make uh, retail purchases, e-commerce purchases in the future. And then, again, we'll be launching on iOS and Android uh, around February of 2020. So right now we're good. We're already live. It's functional. It's just that last little iOS and Android we're touching up, and then we'll uh, come out with a bang. Awesome. Well, hey, Garrett, I uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about your background and all the great work that you're doing over at MobiPay. And uh, the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, uh, do all those great things that we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Garrett, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.